Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, the home of language learning on the podcast sphere. I'd like to think it's the home of language learning in other places. <laughs> Truth is, there's lots of fantastic blogs and websites out there, but I like to think that this podcast is the place where people come to hear about language learning. I mean, after all, this is episode 264. That's pretty good. I've been doing this for some time now, and I, I even surprised myself with the uh, amount of consistency here, at least keeping it up over time. In fact, I think this whole thing of, there's a lesson, there's a language learning lesson in this, okay? Stubbornness, consistency, the refusal to give up, is what I think has <laughs> helped me learn languages over time. It's also what's helped me build, you know, grow my, 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 my whole blog and business, to be honest with you. So many, so often people just, um, they fail or don't live up to their potential because they just, they just give up or they just don't, they just stop. It was it Tony Robbins? Someone, someone famous like that, the, the famous kind of motivational speaker said so many people are on the kind of cusp of success in whatever it is they might be aiming to do in their life at the 99% mark and they just give up just before the, the tipping point, you know, just before they reach, uh, reach that, that, that point of success. So, um, anyway, I guess I'm not sure what I'm saying with that really. Other than that, I intend to carry this on forever and ever and ever. And when I get to episode 1000, we should do something. Everyone here, everyone listening to this, we should have like some, huge gathering somewhere like maybe we can fly people out to london or something or maybe we can do maybe we can like go to, to thailand or something something really somewhere really cool and and mark the the 1000th episode at this rate though it's going to take another nine years so i'm <laughs> don't hold your breath but i will see you in thailand in 2028 how about that <laughs> all right so uh quick announcement for those of you who uh, are learning spanish at the intermediate level now you may be aware of my training for intermediate Spanish learners, the Fluent Spanish Academy. Uh, you may be a member, you may have looked at it and be, be thinking about it, or uh, you may have not heard of it or not be interested in any, or any combination of the above. Uh, I am currently offering a lifetime membership to the Fluent Spanish Academy. Uh, now, why is this important? Um, well, it, the, the Academy for the last two years or so has been a monthly membership. Uh, and there are also annual membership options. Uh, but I've decided to experiment a little bit and I'm currently offering a, a lifetime membership. So for a one-off uh, enrollment fee, you then stay in the academy for the rest of time. So if, uh, the, I've just mentioned this because if you've been on the fence for a while and you've been thinking about joining, well, this is a pretty good opportunity uh, to get, uh, to join the academy for a one-off, um, a one-off payment. I don't know how long I'm going to keep this up for, it's an experiment. It might, I might just keep it up for June and then finish it. I, I don't know at this stage. Uh, but like I say, if this is of interest to you, then um, go and check that out. FluentSpanishAcademy.com is the place for, for that. We are adding to the library in the academy all the time and we've got some really fantastic, I mean, there are so much, oh, there's, there's so much there really to, to even begin to get into, especially in the introduction of this podcast, but everything from short stories, to um, recorded conversations and transcripts between native speakers, um, audio lessons of me teaching you Spanish every single week, uh, live 
classes on all different kinds of topics like the subjunctive and the past tenses there's so much great stuff in there and we have lots of new members joining all the time so if you are at the kind of intermediate stage in spanish you're looking to break through to fluency and you'd like my help to get there then um the academy will always be open but now is a particularly good time because of that lifetime membership so uh, i wanted to mention that to you um whether you are an existing member maybe you're a monthly member and it would make sense for you to upgrade or whether you're a new uh, prospective member uh, either way that is there for you uh, if you would like it the polyglot gathering in bratislava has uh, has just probably by the time you listen to this because uh, i don't release all of these episodes at the time of recording uh it will probably have just finished i've been seeing lots of great photos and tweets and things coming out from from there um i wasn't able to go this year i wasn't able to go last year either unfortunately that although i had been for the three years before that uh but it was i hope everybody enjoyed it and if you were there i hope you had a great time and um hope to hope to see you there uh next year okay i'd like to thank the sponsors of the show the wonderful italki often you can be at the point in a language where there are a lot of things that you feel like you don't know maybe there's grammar that's confusing maybe you're kind of just getting overwhelmed by everything and you want someone to take you through hold you by the hand and give you regular lessons to help you progress um in that case a teacher can be one of the best resources of all and you can find a teacher at italki in all different languages and you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com/free/lesson to get yourself started with guess what a free lesson <laughs> yes indeed all right then Without any further ado, let's hear from Christy. Hi, Ali. I'm Christy from China. I was born in the 90s, and uh, we started to learn English from middle school to high school, which is around six years. So after high school, we already had this large vocabulary. But the thing is, most of us we can't even strike up a com- like simple conversation with foreigners in English. And uh, I think that sounds very、uh, counterintuitive because we already master lots of words. So how can we not use those words, or just use those very simple words to、uh, s- to have a very simple conversation?、Um, so that's my question. Thanks. Hey, Christy. Thank you very much for your question. It's great to hear from you. And、uh, I, I think your question. Is extremely important because it gets to the heart of what languages really are and what language learning really is, what it means to learn a language. Now, your situation is very, very common. Okay, you've learnt you've learnt English at school. I'm sure you studied very, very hard. I mean, I, I remember being in Japan. I taught English in Japan for a while in schools, and I saw how hard Japanese kids study. I know it's just as hard. You, you guys in China, you study just as hard, if not harder. Hard work is is not something that you that you lack or that you shy away from. But of course, language speaking another language is not just about the hard work. And part of the reason for this is that you've got a lot of different elements in learning a language. And this is something that I think I you know you especially appreciate when you when you travel and when you go abroad. Because one of the one of the things that I really came away from with my experience in Asia, and I spent time in,、uh, you know, in in Thailand, in Japan, in Hong Kong. One of the things I realised is that yes, you have to learn different words, 
and, and obviously grammar and pronunciation to actually produce the language in the first place. But communication, and this is what you're talking about, Christy, you're not really talking about the the language itself. You're talking about communication. And communication with people from other countries is not just about the words that you use. It's about culture and society and the way that people communicate with each other. You know, in Asia, the way that two strangers communicate with each other is very, very different from the way that two strangers in the UK, for example, will communicate with each other. In the workplace in Asia, you have a very hierarchical system. There is a in my view, a rather unhealthy respect for authority where your boss has to be spoken to in a very polite way at all times because he's the boss, right? In the UK and in the West in general, it's a different dynamic and everyone is generally spoken to in a friendly way, in a casual way. So what I was getting at here is that the way that you actually approach speaking to another human being is different. You know, other examples, uh, Conversations in Japan, for example, and I use Japan because it's one of my main frames of reference. Conversations in Japan are often very, very formulaic, whether you're speaking to a, 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 you know, someone at work or a student or someone in a restaurant or in a bank. Conversations are often opened in the same way. They continue in the same way. If you, if you take a different path through a conversation, that can make the other person feel uncomfortable. Because you are expected to, to behave and to speak in a certain way. Now, China is not Japan. I understand that. But there are, there are a lot of different um, degrees of the same phenomenon. Right? So, Christy, when you are thinking about speaking, to, speaking English with foreigners, it's important to remember this. It's not just about the language. And the reason I think this is so relevant for you is because as I listen to your English, it is really, really good. Your English is fantastic. It's natural. Your pronunciation is great. I don't think you made a single mistake when you were speaking. So it's not about the words. It's about the communication. And it's about the way that you are simply, whether or not you're used to speaking with foreigners. And as you know, foreigners behave, assuming that you are, let's say that you, you've just grown up in China, you haven't traveled abroad that much, you will know that foreigners behave very differently from Chinese people. Someone from America will come to China and his behavior, his or her behavior, will be markedly different from the native Chinese people around him. Okay, it's just the way the world works. Different cultures, different behaviors. And in order to successfully communicate with people from other countries, you have to get to know their way of behaving. And so when you ask the question, you know, I've studied, I've studied English for six years in school. Why can't I communicate properly with foreigners? Well, that's precisely why. It's because you've learned in school and not gone off and spent lots of time in a foreign environment that you struggle to do it. Now, the school education is fantastic. It's clearly done, it's been wonderful for you, Christy. I mean, like I say, your English is great. But you need to now do something very different and spend as much time as possible simply in the company of foreigners and communicating with foreigners. And you can do this through, um, you know, somehow attending uh, events or meetups in your hometown where which are designed for foreigners i'm sure there'll be plenty of them if you go to i don't know i don't know what is commonly used in in china whether you have meetup.com for example uh, it's very common in the uk i don't know if it's common in china or not but there will be equivalents everywhere there are expats and foreigners there are meetings and gatherings and meetups of of expats so start going to those events start spending time with people and a little bit like the advice i gave to david in the last episode episode 263 you know, he was talking about going to salsa classes and asking, you know, how can I improve my understanding? One of the things I said to him, which I think is the same for you as well, is 
sometimes the way to improve is by stopping worrying about whether or not you are making mistakes or whether or not you're being accurate because so much of the progress that you make in language learning comes from just trying you know being in difficult situations where there are misunderstandings and miscommunications when you realize that these miscommunications are going on that's where you kind of look for ways to improve and you look for ways to do do things better to say things better if you speak perfectly from the start then there's no reason to improve there's no reason for you to stretch yourself and push yourself to improve become better at communicating so when you have these difficult communicative situations see it as an opportunity think about all the other ways you can you can communicate and 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 have a conversation with these people you meet you know things like body language body language is so important you know it's something that is very rarely discussed but i can't remember what the statistics are for the percentage of communication that is down to body language but it's huge you know so it's just an example of something that you need to think about that's beyond just the words okay so you you really need to start you know, if you have this aim christy of spending time of becoming better at communicating with foreigners. You have to spend as much time as possible with them. So start with face-to-face real-life events in your hometown, but also you can do things online. So you can, for example, do language exchanges, conversation exchanges online. Um, you could, uh, I know you don't have Facebook in China, but if you can somehow get a VPN and go to my, my Facebook group, which is called Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind on Facebook, then there are lots of people in that group learning Chinese. I'm sure you can find a conversation partner over Skype and just start to have these regular conversations with foreigners. Because what, what you'll see, Christy, is that as soon as you start regularly communicating with people in English, you will improve. There's no way you can't because your English is already so good. It's just about spending that time. Okay. Now, the other thing is that I, I just want to pick up what you said about words specifically vocabulary and you said you have a large vocabulary and you know it sounds like you do but listen when people speak their mother tongue they're not thinking in words okay and i've seen this happen over and over again in different uh, different people in different situations there is a tendency to think that vocabulary and having a large vocabulary is the most important thing i think Possibly because it's something tangible. You know, you can always learn more words. You're always going to be able to find a book that you can't understand because you don't know the words in it. And of course, like words are hugely important. Like as my friend Steve Kaufman always says, like the main task of learning a language is to build your vocabulary. But once you've built your vocabulary, that, I mean, that's just the beginning. Because here's the thing. When people speak, when native speakers speak their own language, they're not thinking in single words. They're thinking in phrases or sets of, of words. Whenever you say, like, even like when I, at the beginning of my podcast, when I say, good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, I'm not thinking in individual words. I'm not thinking of good plus morning plus welcome. No, I'm thinking in phrases. Welcome back to the podcast. It's a set phrase that I say over and over again. I'm going to meet my friend for lunch in about half an hour. And when I see him, I'm going to say, hi, how's it going? And then he's going to say, yeah, it's going well. How are you? And that whole, the whole um, interaction that we're going to have is basically planned and scripted because that's just the way that we talk. So much of communication is down to these phrases 
and, and sets of words. And the way that you learn those is simply by spending time with people. Th- traditional study, as beneficial as it can be, as much as it can help you, as much as it's, as it's helped you to get to the point where you are now, Christy, it's, it's only the beginning. And it, it really, it's a bit like passing your driving test and then learning to drive, you know? Things, the reality of driving on the roads is not like what they tell you in your theory manual. It's the same with language learning. And especially when you've got cultures that are so um, different, such as Chinese and Western, combining that with the language that is very, very different, you've just got to get used to it, okay? So I guess my message for you is, don't worry that you struggle. It's normal. The only way that you can really expect to find it easy to communicate with foreigners is after you have spent a lot of time surrounded by foreigners in their company, practicing using English in social situations without huge amounts of pressure. Okay. So you've got to get yourself in that situation. Okay. Offline meetups, online language exchanges, whatever it is, you need to spend as much time as possible communicating because it is in the communicating regularly that you will develop the ability to communicate. <laughs> All right. As I say in Spanish, el camino se hace al caminar. It's one of my favorite phrases. It means you, the path is made by walking. You have to do it yourself and you have to do it by actually doing it, not by studying it or wondering about how it's done. You know, <laughs> who is it that I talk to about this? I can't remember who it is. I often people in the language learning community will, will, recognize at some point that they spend more time worrying about how to learn a language than actually sitting down and learning it. And it's a trap that we all have to guard against. You know, sometimes you've just got to get out there and do it and do it a lot and do it as much as possible. That's something that I'm going to be thinking about quite closely when I uh, come to do my Italian project, which is coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'll let you know more about that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it, Christy. You will, I, I guarantee you, you will learn to communicate in English just like a native speaker. You will, because your English is fantastic. You've just got to go and start doing it. Okay, then. Thanks very much for your question. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to ask me a question, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash ask. Uh, and it's been quite a long episode today, so I think we'll leave it at that. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you back in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free memory course.